0: Ladies and gentlemen, making his way to the mic, straight out of London, UK, you are listening to Max the Wrestle if you will.
1: Maniac gang, yes welcome or welcome back to the WrestleManiac UK show my name is Mex. for all of those that are new listeners here I'm the host presenter, YouTuber, any other kind of name you want to give me along as a pleasant one which illustrates my job but yes I am the host here at WrestleManiac UK show gosh This month of December has just started, but from a wrestling point of view, I feel like it's really dragging because we don't really have much this month to look forward to. There is no big pay-per-view from, you know, WWE, AEW, a couple of, you know, um, TV specials and things of that nature to look forward to, which are coming up very, very soon. Day one, the pay-per-view, 1st of January is like the next big pay-per-view um and of course we got the Royal Rumble later on in January but day one on the 1st of Jan that's what we have first and we now know most likely the main event Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar for the Universal Champion. Very odd to see Brock Lesnar so involved in I guess what you can call a B-level pay-per-view but um, from what I've seen Nick Khan um, in WWE he has said that Day one is going to be a staple going forward to celebrate the holidays, so they wanted to start it off with, you know, a big name, a big marquee match, hence why they've got Brock Lesnar in and they're doing Roman Lesnar again. I've also read somewhere else that Roman versus Lesnar, there's going to be a series of these matches, so um, yeah, I don't know how people feel about Lesnar and Roman over and over again, this is what happens when you don't create new stars, but hey... This is where we are. This is where we find ourselves. But I am looking forward to day one um, and seeing, yeah, what comes of it, what comes of that match particularly. Because I think Lesnar shouldn't be losing too many times in a row. He lost to Drew at WrestleMania. He's lost to Roman. Is he going to lose to Roman again? Don't know how much, you know, that's going to do for Lesnar, if we're really going to see him as a credible threat for much longer, if that's the case. Um and of course this past week, weekend, we had NXT war games, not takeover war games, NXT war games, because takeover is not a thing, 2.0 is the thing, and yeah. This was not a takeover level show as we know it. Um so I, I in one instance I'm kind of happy they removed takeover from the from the name of the of the show because We don't want to ruin the legacy that we created for you know takeovers in general. So NXT War Games, decent show though, decent decent show. The main event, the men's War Games match, the old school versus the new school, black and gold NXT versus 2.0 NXT. Um, very very good. Braun Breaker positioned very very nicely. Um, gonna be a big big star going forward. I think we could all see that. The women's war game match that opened the show was pretty decent. We saw that big, big Cora Jade spot very early in the war games match. Like the war games match, you know, hadn't actually started um, when Cora, Cora Jade done that dive and like swan bomb but landed on her shoulder and sold it for the rest of the match, um, which was pretty good and played into her getting the the win as well for her team. Very, very good. My match of the night, though, was Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner versus Imperium for the Tag Team Championships. That made this feel a bit more takeovery, if you know what I mean. Um, very, very good match. And obviously coming out of that match, Fabian Eichner is getting all of the plaudits. He was unbelievable on the night. Um, top, top performer. But I don't want to be one of these twats, guys, but I'm going to say it. Fabian eichner has been doing this. He has been doing this. I don't know whether now everyone wants to sit up and pay attention. Fabian Eichner has been this good for a very, very long time. For a very, very long time. I remember we saw him in the Cruiserweight Classic. Yeah, for for those of you that remember that, big up you. If you don't remember that, Fabian Eichner was in the Cruiserweight Classic. Fabian Eichner was part of this whole NXT stuff when he started mixing with Evolve, if you guys remember. Um, Fabian Eichner became Evolve Champion whilst he was in NXT. Same night, if I'm correct, when Street Profits became Evolve Tag Team Champions whilst they were in NXT. So Fabian Aitken has been doing this thing. He is very, very, very good. Um, But yeah, unbelievable performance from himself um, in that tag match at TakeOver. And even just touching on that whole NXT Evolve link up, maybe that is a way to kind of do 2.0 Without actually committing to 2.0, you know, having these other little companies where you could send your talent to to get exposure, almost like a, a loan, you know, like a loan system. Um, that could have been a way to do it, but I guess we want more, you know, hands on power and direction for the the young upstarts. But that is what we're really diving into today, you know. Very, very glad to have on the episode. Dave and Adam from the NXT Back to the Future podcast. These guys have been working on their podcast for just about over a year now I believe. Going through and reviewing every NXT TV show since the beginning in 2012. Absolutely tremendous feat that they're on this mission that they're on. Um it, it's great. It's great. They're going to build up a great body of work and it's good because I'm not sure anyone was reviewing NXT shows once they first started because it was very much developmental so really good show for you we're going to discuss you know 2.0 how it's been it's been about three months since 2.0 kicked off now Um, what good things are happening in 2.0 what bad things are happening um, and what is the future for these stars you know maybe once they get over to the main roster are we going to see more continuity um, with their characters so yeah we're going to get into all of that in a second but first Please remember, subscribe to the podcast or follow us on your podcast platform of choice. Leave us with a five star review if you're listening on Apple Music as well. I really appreciate that. And share the podcast. I post it on my Twitter, WrestleManiac UK. Share it round, show your friends. Um, and yeah, let's let's kind of get everyone in the conversation around NXT um, this week. That is anyway, NXT, NXT TakeOver. And let's see what everyone is saying. Without further ado, guys, let's get into it. This is my conversation with the guys over at NXT Back to the Future podcast. So I'm joined today by NXT Back to the Future podcast, Dave and Adam. How are we doing, guys?
0: Yeah, good, thank you. How are you, mate? Yeah,
2: Very pretty good.
1: good. Very good. Dave, how you doing?
2: Yeah, not bad, mate. Not bad, thank you. Just, uh, just a day at work as normal
1: called at the time of recording it is the day after nxt war games um guys you you want to tell the people a bit about your podcast first before we get into this
2: yep sure adam do you want me to take over or do you want to i'll let you go for it okay okay um so i'm dave co-host with uh, my good friend adam and we're about just over a year old and basically what we focus on is The NXT brand from its infancy, so uh, mid-2012. Not the game show, uh, although we will cover that at some point when I think we feel uh, like we've seen enough good wrestling, we get bored, we'll go back to bad wrestling. Um, So from the very first episode of Full Sail, all the way up to the present day. And currently our next episode, so uh, the one that we're filming this weekend, we're really excited for, is it's the first NXT TakeOver. So we finally made it um, to... You know the legendary status of watching Paul Dempsey and Baron Corbin week in and week out. So, uh, yeah, we feel like we finally made it. But um, yeah, that's that's a little bit about us. And uh, yeah, thanks for having us. We're looking forward to to talking all things uh, gold and uh, and black with you. And of course, the color splash that is NXT Two yes absolutely
1: (laughs) no definitely guys all the information is going to be in the description so that's definitely a great episode that's on the horizon to check out the first ever takeover um but that's actually kind of good synergy as to you know why i thought i'll get you guys in today because we are three months into this i want to say 2.0 experiment but it looks like it's pretty much here to stay um and we've had the first official pay-per-view if you like not quite a takeover i wouldn't say anywhere near a takeover quality um show but it is like you know the takeover if you like of this this current era the first one nxt war games um i guess without doing too much of spoilers especially for for adam um what, what were your thoughts on the on the show nxt war games
2: um i mean i've as, as adam says i sort of skimmed through it because I'd, I'd i was like oh no we're doing this at eight o'clock and i probably do need to see war games um and I'd, I'd i'd sort of got home from where later for oh, no so i jammed it on um it it was it was what it said on on the tin it was it it, it was a it was a fine show there was nothing groundbreaking um i think what really was interesting about this show compared to previous NXTs is the real focus, um, on newer stars and newer sort of people that they're bringing in. Um, and even, you know, some people didn't win, uh, for example, Joe Gacy didn't win. And, um, all well, I know him as, I, I I love him as I, he's great on Twitter. He's just six foot five, but, uh, um, uh, Duke Hudson.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Duke, Duke didn't win either, but at the same time, they had, um, you know, a, a I suppose big show, um, moment, which they're not particularly, um, used to. And I think that was a, a big thing for those guys just to, just to get them on the show, really. Um, so yeah, uh, as I say, nothing nothing groundbreaking, but certainly a lot to enjoy there. There was certainly um some star making performances. Bron Breaker, um you know, before he wins the Royal Rumble next month. And um <laughs> Cora Jade before she, you know, turns up on Raw and wins the uh, Divas title. But uh but yeah, Adam, what Divas did you title.
0: think? From the bits that I did watch, yeah, there is a lot of you know, similarities to the very first uh, pay-per-view that NXT probably had in 2013. In yeah, it
2: was to- similar to Arrival, wasn't it? Mm.
0: Yeah, not a polished product. I mean, War Games, for myself, I'm just a bit bored of now, and that's my own personal thing, because I feel like a War go- Games match, and we were talking about this on the podcast the other day, should be saved for the end of a massive feud. So for me, having it literally every single year, I'm just, for the first three... Yeah, I was. Yeah, I'm all in, but I'm just on board yeah. of the concept now because you know, around sort of later September, teams are going to start to form, yeah. and yeah. it just it gets very predictable. I mean, this is a meaningful feud in that you know you've got the old guard versus like you know the new guys coming through. This is their brands now, and um, Johnny Gargano said very, something apt in a promo. I think was it last week? Is like you know these guys wouldn't even have a ring if it wasn't for guys like us coming through. Yeah. um, You know, brilliant point made by himself. And yeah, this pay-per-view, you know, from the bits that I have seen, the new guys did shine and all the right guys seem to have been on this pay-per-view.
1: Yeah. I think that's a, that's a good point that, I mean, there's a lot of people they are pushing in front of us. Like every week, there seems to be a new vignette for someone else. They're going to debut, but they know who their, their core, you know, guys and girls from this era are that they're gonna um push through. Um Cora Jade is someone I didn't see come in. Um she's almost been they they were using her with her her boyfriend at first, released her boyfriend, and then she just kinda took center stage. Yeah. Um she had a massive spot in the war games match. Bron Breaker, we've obviously seen um is a is a future star already and him getting the pin, you know, um over Champa it was that I think that's very very telling for what we're probably gonna get in the New Year's mm-hmm. is it New Year New Day Evil or what's that pay per view called the show uh, in... day
2: one WWE day one is it... oh, no, oh, not, not day NXT one, NXT one. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah 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 New Year's oh, yeah. Evil I think it's called um, yeah I think we're gonna run back Bron Breaker versus Champa, and we might see you know the the win there. What do you guys
2: think about that? I the breaker's got it sewn up in my Oh opinion. yeah
0: he's definitely gonna be the one to take it. I can also see if he wins it as well, like a redesign of the title just yeah. to sort of properly yeah. instill that new new blood, new era stance. Because I, I think, you know, now that Vince has got control of it a bit more, he's going to want to have his own thing.
2: And it's going to be great as well because actually I'm quite bored of like championship titles being gold. I can't wait for a championship title which is like basically 800 colours and that spins. So I, that's going to be awesome when it comes in.
0: Um, um, me and you could design it, Dave. What we'll do is we'll we'll buy one of the replicas and we'll get like a paintball gun each with random colour. <laughs> just it, it, it will be like when
2: when Homer Simpson invents the the makeup of application shotgun and then just hands it there and goes bang like that's what it will be like. They'll just go. And shoot a load of color onto it but uh,
1: uh it's gonna be interesting i think mean, that's a that's a great point i never even thought that you know that that belt redesign is gonna happen um but i can imagine it i can imagine it the other thing i saw i think a couple of days ago is that they want to get rid of the cruiserweight title um out of the yeah city.
2: yeah I, which i think is a shame because i think one of their strongest points at the moment is is definitely having um guys on the smaller side but you can definitely tell i think from this rebrand especially that they have a real interest in um larger guys like like bron breakers you know come in um tony d'angelo whilst i suppose isn't massive in stature he's he's a big bloke Mm. um and they seem to to be getting a lot of guys like that like gable Stevenson's come out of um college as well at minnesota um, and he's an absolute unit, obviously Olympic gold medalist, the second one in company history. Um, and even though he's been drafted to raw, that seems to be the body type they want, which is the, almost the Lesnar body type. I mean, Lesnar's not, I mean, he's tall, but he's, he's not like seven foot. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's a, he's a big, thick bloke. Um, it's a St. Von Wagner as well. Um, they've got a lot, they seem to be stockpiling a lot of those body types. And the fact that, you know, it's almost like throw a load of them on the wall and see who sticks um which it means not a bad thing i think what was telling for for breaker as well just going back to him was not even the pin was good but i think the biggest selling point uh, or telling telling of him at the moment is that they took him on a uk tour which yes. is for someone who's so raw is absolutely unheard of to bring him to england never mind to put him on the road but to bring him on a, on a uk tour which is real grueling stuff mm. um lots of countries in in 2 weeks I thought was a real, um, a real big thing, and actually Adam and I were planning to go just to see Bron Breaker. I was like, we've got to go and see, see him before uh, before he gets huge. And uh, it, it turned out we're from Coventry, and it was in Nottingham, yeah. so we were like, can't uh, be yeah. asked after work, sort of thing. But I think
0: um, it the fact it, it clashed with one of my night shifts as well. But I was more excited to see Cesaro than Walter as well. I mean, I'd probably good I'd to see that, I'd get To see that.
1: Yeah. That, that was. I went to the live shows in September, so these ones that we're talking about, just for the listeners, I think these were in late October or November, early November?
2: Early November, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I was literally just, I thought, I, I can't give WWE my money again, but I thought, if I'm going to, it's got to be for Cesaro and Walter, and then it wasn't happening in London, and I thought, oh, nah, I'm going to miss out. But um, yeah, like you said, Brom Breaker, definitely earmarked as a star, and Those body types, like you mentioned, it's very much akin to the old days, you know, bringing in those bigger guys. And I'm sure you guys have probably seen in the last week, they've announced this nil program, they're calling it, NIL, um, getting in the collegiate athletes from colleges and stuff, uh, directing to NXT. So they've been very clear with, you know, we don't want the indie guys anymore. We want these ex basketball players, ex NFL players or American football players from college to come in and literally mold them from scratch. Um we're gonna come back, we're gonna talk about this kind of um developmental process they're talking about. But generally guys, since September, September 14th is when we got rid of black and gold NXT. And we've now we're now in the era of um NXT two point Adam, what have, what have your thoughts been on the first three months? Of this
0: new um, NXT, it's nice to see different characters. To be honest, I mean, we got to a point where when they were doing like the full, you know, black and gold brand after COVID, mm-hmm. everyone had sort of like a rock amp form, and everyone was doing the same sort of thing. And it's just like week after week, it just it was too samey. So to have all these different guys come in, different characters, different entry mu- music different styles of wrestling as well because everyone seemed to be doing a very similar thing anyway. It's a nice change. It's a good change. It is very reminiscent again of, you know, 2012, 2013, where you literally, you just had left, right and center, all these different guys coming in, not knowing who was going to come. And it's, it's going to be better for them for the future because this is how you find your stars. And they've proven time and time again with guys like that they are taken from the indies and they've tried to put on the main roster, 90% of them don't make it because, you know, they get up there, they just don't want to push them. But they'll push their own guys. So maybe, you know, you'll be able to invest in someone.
1: Yeah, I think my, my whole um, stance on this has always been that Triple H, although that era of NXT was amazing, mm. Triple H never done what he was supposed to do. Mm. He was supposed to create stars, for Vince and then those guys go on to become stars and he just you know let guys go on with their devices let their their indie star grew into NXT and they became big stars but then when it got in front of Vince Vince was like that's you know that's not my kind of guy or and it just never worked um Dave did you ever show resistance to the change from NXT black and gold to NXT 2.0 were you annoyed by it or what was your
2: feeling? I I remember um, actually when the reboot was like in the midst of happening, and I remember texting Adam and I was like, "This is a bloody disgrace, Adam! For God's sake, no!" And uh, there was this. I remember I I saw it on because um, I subscribed to the Patreon of uh, Sean Ross Sap, who does um, news yeah fight which is very very sort of reliable and he posted about it and i was like oh, yeah be a bit naff um but actually i have to say uh, i i wasn't resistant to it but i was a bit like i don't really understand the point um but to be honest especially as when we started coming on here as well i was like right i need to you know if if i'm honest give give a, a bit of thinking and and actually i have come round to the point that I think long-term it's going to be better short-term. I think it's, it, it has the potential to be a problem um, because I just think you have a lack of people who are ready for top positions. But um, I think actually, and, and a key thing is if, if you look at the main roster right now, your WWE champion, um, who's probably the most over guy in the company has has come from football with no wrestling experience whatsoever. Um and i think that's a massive thing and whilst i think yeah the, same with I, the universal champion yeah exactly the universal champions come from the exact same thing um you look at uh the street profits again one of them came out of college as a wrestler the other one came um out of the army i think i mm-hmm. think that's where um yeah you're right not dawkins uh montez ford yeah montez ford i was gonna call him kenneth crawford for some reason um adam Adam, you've got that to come um but yeah i mean those guys your most charismatic guys on the roster have all come um from a from a football background or an army background no one's no one's actually come from a wrestling background like kevin owens is a successful wrestler but he's not what WWE is looking for or what WWE is built on and a lot of these guys that people that they've just released i was talking to my cousin the other day and he he made the great point of yeah you've got Braun Strowman you know has been released but has Braun Strowman ever sold out a 75,000 people event no is he ever going to no um as Bray Wyatt no is he ever going to no uh, they've had their chance And whilst they are marketable and they do sell merch, it's like Rusev. Rusev's doing great in AEW. Is he ever going to sell out a 50,000 people arena? Here he is, Rusev or Miro. No, he's not. And, And that might sound harsh, but WWE is in the business of making money. And they want to expand their company and have multiple... 50, 60, 70,000 people events every year. WrestleMania being two nights. Saudi Arabia shows. They want to go to Australia and have a super show. They want to go to the UK and have a super show. You can't do all of these things unless you've got people who will sell tickets. Roman Reigns will sell 75,000 tickets. AEW is a fantastic product with lots of great wrestlers. A bit too much of. <laughs> but I mean, it's a fantastic product. Yeah. And it's got loads of great wrestlers in it. But have any of them ever got any history of selling 75,000 tickets, Jericho in one pay-per-view when he headlined WrestleMania, which also Hulk Hogan and The Rock was on. And, and that's it. No one. And I uh, think that's what you've got to you've got to think about, really, in terms of these people, they're looking for people to come in and become massive, massive stars. Gable Steveson is an Olympic gold medalist with great charisma, a fantastic look. And the same pedigree as Brock Lesnar, can he come in and, and sell seventy thousand tickets? In all likelihood, he probably can, and that's that's what I think. The change has been good,
1: and and I guess it's um, it's a sense of with these guys, especially the ones we we're mentioning, straight out of college, basketball, American football. It's that they can be coached. There's still a level of they can learn. They haven't gone somewhere else and got the experience and maybe will even show resistance to learning something new or doing something in a different way. Um So, yeah, that, that will probably put them at the forefront anyway. So, do you, I guess with that being said, you guys would think that NXT 2.0 is completely necessary for, for them to have made this change away from you know, Ring of Honor, PWG, NXT, to today we're taking it right back to, you know, FCW, OVW, and creating our stars from the grassroots. You think this this was necessary? It's been needed for a
0: long time, I think. It's just got stagnant in the sense of, if you look at guys like, you know, Adam Cole, Carlo O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, and all of that era, it's starting to get too stacked, in the sense that they didn't want to go up because they knew as soon as they went up, they were dead in the water. They weren't going to do anything and they didn't want to leave because they just enjoyed it. So how is your talent going to shine? How are you going to develop any new talent? So yeah, they've had a mass call like they always do with contracts and that. And they've just, you know, got rid of the people they don't think will sell, got rid of the dead wood so that aren't going to do anything. And, you know, got rid of Nijax as well. Brilliant decision. Um, and, you know, They've started to build again and they have just got to do that slowly. And I think, yeah, okay, the first, this it's well, it's not takeover, but this first NXT show, you know, solid for a start, but they just need to build that up again and get these people in front of bigger and bigger audiences. We were talking about this on the podcast the other day as well. They're like They need to get back to doing like, you know, 14 15,000 people arenas. But yeah. like it would just yeah. like a raw for like their bigger pay per views if they're going to stay at the Capital Wrestling Center and have you know make pay per views for them feel special again because that was one of the best bits of NXT. Like I was looking yeah. earlier and I, th- I think it was um, I think it was fightful again. They posted like a they put a poster up of uh, was it Takeover New Orleans when you had the title fight of Andrade versus Alistair Black and you also had the ladder match as oh, well right. for the the American match. title like. That level of star, and even the women's division, you had um, Ember Moon versus. Um, yes, that was just a banging takeover, mm. and that's what you want to get back to. Be excited about a takeover slash pay per view slash whatever they call it. It's completely necessary.
1: How long? Like some of the names of the, in those matches you just mentioned, even at that point, they're already. 10 15 year veterans how long do you think it's going to take the 2.0 maybe not so much the current crop but just this this class coming through to
2: get to that level to put on that level of show that's the interesting thing i feel like i think when you you take guys from the indies those guys have a certain amount of um learning in them because they're already so ingrained in a certain style a certain way to wrestle um and they they already have their influences of what they want to do and actually i think if you are like a college level athlete i mean obviously i'm not american none of us none of us are um, and we don't sort of have that idea of what a college level athlete is over here but i believe if you're an ncaa champion you are a very very high level athlete even if you are 18 19 20 21 Mm -hmm. um if if you are an elite level athlete um learning is is being able to listen and take on and learn is something that you will have naturally you'll be able to do um and actually i think for the for the quote unquote wwe style um they certainly have A lot of guys at the moment who are able to do it well and they also have a lot of guys who can help train people to do it well um i think when you look at the the people they've got training at the moment like they've got steve carino training um king of old school steve is absolutely fantastic a superb wrestler um you know they've got people like matt bloom matt bloom is wwe down to the ground you know he's he's worked in wwe years and years and years in in its in its peak you know when you've got guys like that who who have such an array of talent and an abundance of coaching um talent and and information to give if if you want to suck it up and and take it it's it's there to it's there to gain really um and when you've got people like Stevenson who's going to come in and let's face it he's he's probably not going to fail um he'll probably just go take it all off and then he'll be off to the races. Um, It's like on the podcast at the moment we're we're looking at Charlotte Flair. I'm not the world's biggest Charlotte Flair fan. Um, I find her annoying to to great accession. But actually, I said to Adam, she is diabolical. (laughs) She's so bad. But actually, in three months, you won't recognise her. She will be at a crazy, crazy level compared to where she is now. And Adam, what what would you what would
0: you say in terms of? It's unbelievable. I mean, like it, to watch the amount of bopches, I'm thinking, I've watched this woman like quite you know wrestle quite a lot. Like how well, you can't imagine a Shada that isn't a fantastic wrestler. And you see the headline it. WrestleMania. I, I, I know, but like, you, I just always thought that she was ridiculously good. I was naive enough to think that, and then suddenly like the podcast is like, no, she wasn't, and then. You know, the the level that she stepped up in those, like, say, three or four months that she's now sort of established herself or in our timeline is ridiculous.
1: You guys, um, we've mentioned Gable Stevenson. So, um, Stevenson. So, basically, he has returned to university, to college to finish off. And um, I think he's got another championship that he's going to be partaking in. Um, apparently, WWE have set him up his own little performance center. Um so he can still be training um alongside attending the rest of his college classes and things like that. Gable Stevenson was drafted to Raw in this past draft. Immediately I said, This is just for media attention, you know, the Olympic gold medalist is being drafted to Raw. Of course, we haven't seen him. Do you think he we ever see him in NXT? Or you know, when he they feel he's ready behind the scenes, he goes straight to Raw. What do you think?
2: I think <laughs> it would be um, brave to put him on Raw straight away, um, and I think the way that you get him over, I think they they almost had it land in their lap with Angle, in the fact that um, he was offered a massive contract, he went, mm, not really seeing it um and then basically needed the money and went i'll come back and they went here have this have this shit contract <laughs> they gave him a contract and he went okay fine um and then he was obviously he was brilliant but then he did the whole you shouldn't boo me i'm an olympic gold medalist and that was it they were off to the races yeah. and it went bang everyone but he got such great heel heat and he really threw himself into it Stevenson is from what i've seen really really charismatic but i don't think and i also think it'd be lazy if you just did the same thing with Stevenson. i think at the moment you you've almost got a country that wants to get behind someone like a gable Stevenson. he's yeah. being a college athlete now is you know such a big thing is not that i think to be an olympic gold medalist now is compared to the year 2000 is totally different he's yeah. he's basically like a mini a-list celebrity yeah Or he was when he won the gold medal. That might have died down a bit now. But to to bring him up. I think the important thing is. Is not to rush him. Um, Maybe going to NXT would be good. But don't put him on Raw. Unless he is ready. Because I feel like. That show is live. And if he has a nightmare. Or anything happens. That's there forever. And if he ends up going in your Hall of Fame as well. You probably don't want him. um, Have to relive that moment. But. I'd, yeah, I'd, I don't know. It's it's a real tough one. I mean, obviously, he's training behind closed doors. So, um, you know, Adam might tell you, he might not agree. Uh, Adam I'd, knows, I'd like know. knows that I I'm a would say I'm a pretty good judge of talent. I mean, the first time I saw Bianca Belair, I text Adam and went, she's so headlining I'd WrestleMania.
0: Bangs on about uh, this all the time. I,
2: I, I, I do. First time I saw Bianca, I went, she's headlining WrestleMania. She's Bang, brilliant, she yeah. did it.
0: She's, she's, um, but I, I, just, you know, I just hear about it all the time. It's, like, I, it's my girl. It's my girl. They send him straight to RAW. Personally, mm, I think know. the exposure that he's got currently in the US, like as, as you said, it is different being an Olympian now. Mm. What do RAW and SmackDown need? They need stars. The Main people. Shears, stars, yeah. they need, you know, eyes on the product. And that's what they've been struggling with the last few years. So why would you not capitalise on something like this? And yeah, okay, he's at college, but he's going to be doing hours of training. I think if you remember when Ronda Rousey first came to WWE, like, okay, she she was an MMA fighter and she wasn't a professional wrestler, but she was brilliant. Yeah. And, you know, she would have been working her ass off as well. I mean, this guy's going to have even more time, so why not, you know, if they're drafted him there, surely he's going to go there. I, I don't see sense. the point in stepping back because he'll have, like, a couple of matches, potentially, if he went to NXT. He would shine, and then they'd want to send him up anyway. So, yeah. just take advantage of the, the positive momentum. That's the sort of thing Vince likes to do quite a lot. Mm.
1: No, that, that totally does make sense. <laughs> and just to move topics slightly you speak about you know moving from the nxt or we always talk about moving up from nxt to the main roster the one thing that i was super looking forward to when they said this whole 2.0 thing that vince is coming to get his hands on nxt i thought at least that is going to improve the continuity from character from a character's perspective from nxt to main roster we often see these guys and girls move up and sudden character changes or presentation changes and all of that kind of stuff and i thought with this that's not going to be the case that'll be fine mm. however i'm sure you guys saw a couple of weeks ago von wagner appear on smackdown and it was the whole oh who's that guy and he wasn't named he was just like adam pierce is heavy but then we never saw him again mm-hmm. and i genuinely thought i thought this was going to solve this issue like what were your thoughts when you saw that segment and, yeah, the whole topic about the continuity of stars from NXT to the main?
2: I can't say I'm surprised. <laughs> really? Adam, you look like you didn't see it. I, I certainly saw I think, it.
0: For me, you know, if someone goes up from NXT to the main roster, if their first name survives within the first four weeks, they've done pretty well. <laughs> like that, That's just the way Vince is. He likes to feel like he's created a product. It's just yeah. it's madness, really, the way he treats them.
2: They could, they could introduce him as Vaughn and just have him as Vaughn from now on um, and make him sound like expensive water. But it's <laughs> it's really strange. Um, you're absolutely right. I mean, to have him come up to the main roster, or I say to the main roster, they they always say in NXT, don't they? What, NXT is the main roster. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. It, it has one third of the viewership of the other two shows. So it was definitely not. Um, <laughs> as much as I love it, it's definitely not. Um, it never yeah. has been. But... <laughs> i think it's i think it's tough to bring so many people and this is the thing as well when when you stop piling you know they probably had about 150 wrestlers at one point not on raw and smackdown either people training or doing xyz it's not it's not possible to bring them all onto tv Um 'cause because at the end of the day and, and i know it's ridiculous because you can actually make the argument well, you've got three hours of Raw and two hours of SmackDown and an hour of 205 Live and two hours of NXT. But when you've got 175 people that you've got to put on TV, that's not a lot of time. Yeah. Um, and actually, it's not about putting people on TV. It's putting people on TV in segments that are actually going to be worthwhile. I mean, it's all well and good. You, know, you could probably make a, a, an episode of Raw and lump 60 people on it. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's, it's going to be good and no one's going to get anything from that. Um, it's like having SmackDown as the Roman Reigns show. Why not? Because let's face it, I, there's not much else on there I'd watch it for. Yeah. They don't pet anyone else that I like on TV who's on SmackDown. Like I would watch it for Cesaro. He's not on TV. But the only person I've really got to watch it for, um, is Reigns. And, and that again is, is another problem in itself. Cause you really, you could bring up someone and have them face reigns and even if they lose you know they've gained something if it's a meaningful feud but at the moment everyone on the main roster they've almost put themselves into a corner where they've got so many people on the main roster who they're saying hey sammy Zayn's a number one contender what does, what does it mean, mean? <laughs> it doesn't mean anything <laughs> it, doesn't no one cares. it doesn't mean anything yeah and and that's, that's your problem. You have Sami Zayn as a number one contender. You've got Kevin Owens, who's turned heel and is trying to rip through Monday Night Raw. But Kevin Owens has been, has been chucked at the wayside so many times. He's done. No one believes he's going to win. Mm-hmm. Like, same as Bala. Bala went down to NXT, completely changed his career path, came back up and it's... Ah,
1: same ah, old, same old. It's, yeah. it's, it's the same
2: thing and it doesn't you could send him down and he could have 500 five-star matches and and he could become the irish mitsuhari mazawa it doesn't matter if you're going to bring him up and then he's going to end up just doing the same thing he did before he's gone back to nxt it's the same as mandy rose mandy rose they've turned her into a big sex partner and and all of this all of this stuff and that's great but in six months time she's going to be up on the main roster feuding with sonya deville doing nothing and they're, they're going to have another match at SummerSlam. Great. But it, it doesn't mean anything. And that's the whole, the whole point. You've got all this talent and all these people who are so capable of being able to do things. Kevin Owens, when he comes into our product, and Adam doesn't really know what happens. But When Kevin Owens comes into our product, he completely turns it on his head. Finn Balor completely turns it on his head. You've got guys who can change the TV shows that they're on and do a complete 180 and say, right, I'm grabbing this fucker by the scruff of the neck and we are yeah. going forward and they don't get the opportunity. And I, no matter how good you are, Vince McMahon is Vince McMahon. He, he seems to enjoy what he enjoys and what he enjoys is certainly up for debate. Cause I've got no idea. And
0: I've been watching Definitely this don't a long this, time. Don't enjoy this big meaty man slapping me. He, that's oh, all man. he enjoys. <laughs> but, wrestling.
2: but does he though? Because he's just released Braun Strowman. So does he? Does he enjoy six for guys? I think, think they've released, they released
1: Braun because of the money he was on. Yeah, like, that, yeah. He will be back. I wouldn't be surprised if he's in the Rumble next month.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, apparently he was on $1.2 million a year. <laughs> Which again, and this is the other thing as well. AEW came along and everyone went, <laughs> bend over. Mm. (laughs) And everyone just found it great. Time for me to double my contract. So of course they're going to release people left, right, and centre because people like Maria and Mike Bennett. Who, no offence, you know, might be good enough to scuttle off back to Ring of Honor. They're never gonna, they're never gonna be ticket sellers. And Mike Bennett's probably got himself a fantastic, massive contract to appear on 205 Live and and have 10 minute matches. That's not going to cut it. Of course they're going to release him. Yeah. And that that there is your problem, isn't it?
1: Yeah, the the continuity. I mean, I gave the von Wagner example, but um, I guess he has not yet been an official call up. So we'll wait to see some official call ups and see you know how they deal with it. But I, I'll be, I'll still try to remain optimistic, Dave. You don't sound so optimistic about this, but I guess it's we done. we do have previous examples to go up. Let's <laughs> um, fight. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It. And. Again, with when you mentioned Roman Reigns, um, I read something today. I think that Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar are set for several series of matches. And again, it's just because they they're not building anybody else. Like this is the only credible guy that you can, you know, um, that could probably beat Roman. And just to just go off topic a bit, I would be very surprised if Lesnar loses again to Roman in January because Lesnar's lost his last maybe two or three matches in mm. general. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure if Lesnar can afford to lose again, and we still see him as Lesnar, if you see what I mean.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think might...
2: he... Go on,
0: Adam. Adam. So this is just primed for, you know, there's going to be some, you know, more antics, and Lesnar's going to lose again. This is going to be primed for someone to have a proper rumble push. Mm. And that actually looks like a legitimate contender. the problem is, there's, as you said, there's literally no one who you can think would, you know, even if they go on to win a Rumble, you've only got to convince the audience in like two and a half to three months that this guy is legitimately going to, you know, give Roman a a close match.
2: Yeah. But all you've got to do, really, I mean, like here and here is the point. You've got all these guys down there doing the thing. All you've got to do is bring Sefa Fatu up, put him in the bloodline, remove Roman. That's all you got to do, but they won't. Or if you want to do everyone a favor, why don't you sign Jacob Fatu, bring him in, and have him face Roman? Yeah. And in that way, I will die a happy man. But sadly, <laughs> that's not going to happen. It would be great. It'd be like Umaga versus versus Lesnar, which would be like on everyone's list of top matches. Yeah. Adam Umaga is great, and Jacob Fatu is great. But he's awesome.
0: Man, it's so good. Shot, and I know it probably won't happen. It might happen now, actually, (laughs) because Walter. That's the name
1: I'm I'm waiting for.
0: Like, I'd I'd love to see him versus Lesnar. I don't know how it would turn out, but I imagine it would be just like, you know, a slugfest. Like, it would be amazing. But someone like Walter, who was, you know, WWE United Kingdom Championship. And if, you know, if people say, oh, it's not really a legitimate, like, title... Like you just look at the match quality look, he had. Look at the holders.
2: Mm-hmm. Pardon? Look at the
0: holders. Yeah. Well, exactly. There's not many. Like you know, all the the holders are good wrestlers.
2: Top wrestlers.
0: Yeah. Top wrestlers. His match with Ilya, fantastic. I mean, the match me... where he
1: beat Dunn for it was fantastic.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was a great match. Like the um, Ilya match, me and Dave watched, and literally for about. 30 seconds to a minute afterwards that would just sat in silence because I was cried. Just, yeah, <laughs> I cried.
2: it yeah. was that right. kind of event. It was it was emotional man. I cried.
0: It was crazy. It's what we needed to see on a, a proper like, you know, US front, well in front of the US audience because it's what it deserved.
1: But the first one, which was, you know, in front of just the the quiet BT studios, I think the the silence was even perfect. Like, Mm. you needed to feel every chop, every reaction you heard. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I love the second one as well, at the TakeOver. But that first one is going to live long in my memory, honestly.
0: I think just the COVID, and I think that had a massive effect. Going back to NXT, I think as soon as we hit COVID and no audiences, like it, it killed wrestling a bit in general not just you know nxt but robin smackdown and just killed any momentum people were having because yeah me i watch one of the biggest things i watch for is like you know crowd reaction like people getting excited and if i'm not quite excited by something but the crowd going nuts for it I'm, i'm interested but just not having anyone for those like you know 12 to 18 months just hurt a lot of people's momentum in nxt
2: I think the only thing we can say thank you to the pandemic for is it made Vince McMahon fall in love with Asuka. And really, yeah. I mean, that's what it's all about, because she's the well best overdue, overdue. And I hope but again, seeing... gone. Great go. example. Great example. She comes up and it's like, great. She comes up with this fearsome reputation. She's not lost in 800 days or something stupid. Then what? She has, yeah, she has Charlotte she has a year, She has a year doing nothing. She loses to Charlotte straight away. And it's like, why, why? Charlotte doesn't need to win. Charlotte doesn't need to. Win. Was she a twelve-time women's champion, thirteen-time women's champion? She's going to retire be like an eight-hundred-time women's champion. It's ridiculous.
0: <laughs> She's had about six reigns that are absolutely pointless anyway because she, she has. She
2: has had like six two-day reigns.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Why?
1: Man, um, it's it's like we're saying you know the continuity is everything especially you know i don't expect them to necessarily come up and you know they mention all their accolades nxt champion this that and the other but the personality the character the presentation i think that is one thing that has just got to make sense for those of us that are invested in nxt nxt 2.0 and then they go on to the main we need to see that continuation because otherwise like we're saying what is it all for um we're just gonna round up with some questions here, which I'll throw at both of you guys and just see what your answers are. Um, who has been the biggest winner for the the male roster on NXT 2.0 so far? Tony D'Angelo. Are you, Tony D'Angelo. What about you, Adam?
0: Oh, uh, it's, it's Bron Breaker. It's he's, you know he is gonna be a star.
1: Hundred percent. What about the women? The women's roster. Who's been the biggest winner?
2: It's Mandy.
0: Yeah.
2: Mandy, for sure.
0: I would have uh, said Mandy as well, but toxic attraction in general. Like she's dragging those two. I can't remember the, the names of the other two women now. That's awful. Um, Gigi uh, Nolan and uh, JCJ. J. JCJ. JC. something of Jane. Jane, yeah. Jane.
1: That's it. Um, yeah, Ma- I- I'm very surprised with what they're doing with Mandy in terms of bringing her down in such a prominent position. Now, are
2: you surprised? look at her are you surprised yeah
1: when you when you say it like that no
2: look at her (laughs) i have to say i don't think i mean she's not great but she's not as bad as people make out either and i Mm -hmm. think actually she's very popular what you can what you can have with what you would want from an Eva Marie you can have with a Mandy Rose but she offers so much more on half the money yeah and that is that is why i agree i agree um Biggest
1: loser of NXT 2.0 for the men's division? What would you guys say?
0: For me, Carlo Riley.
1: Yeah, that's a good one.
0: You know, just before that, he was main event and He was having wicked matches with Finn Balor, and now he's back in the tag division. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it's a step down from what he was doing. Mm-hmm.
2: You
0: he's know, in, he's in the tag cool. division until he
2: until he re-signs.
0: That no, is the tag what division you saying. He's Nah,
2: he's leaving. There's
0: no way he's staying. I think
2: Do you reckon he's off? off? I right, think Gargano's off. staying.
0: They've hinted a lot of things on AEW, apparently, with um, Fish and Cole have tagged recently. Mm, like, they he's he's, yeah. he's going to have this feud with... Um, oh, I can't remember his, his tag partner now. Von Wagner. Yes, that's it. He's going to have wow. this feud. Von's going to go over, us, so they're going to give him some momentum on the way out.
2: That's a worry as well because they're in a cage match Tuesday, and that that is a big worry because that's yeah. just got psh, written all over it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, biggest loser, f- biggest loser for me. It's a tough one, really. I don't feel like I don't feel like any. Oh, actually, no, I'll tell a lie. LA night. Yeah, I was going to say
0: that. Well,
2: <laughs> I've forgotten. So... I'm not a massive LA night fan anyway. I'm sorry. Although, yeah, and well, I, it, no, it just goes <laughs> straight through me. But um, I yeah i mean when it showed up and he's losing to people in five minutes who have just debuted uh, that just spells dead in the water and i i think he's quite like ec3 in the fact that regardless of what you do with him vince is going to see him and go we've had this guy He's shit. he's gone he's gone and i think that's going to be a problem for him going forward
1: biggest losers in the women's division
2: um I don't really I don't really I feel like the women's division is 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 doing okay. I don't feel like anyone sort of majorly Adam you might feel different to me. I don't feel like anyone's really had a hard time of it. I've uh, the one thing? but let's see let's see Adams.
0: What's the Kai Kai doing? I mean she what, she was you know she had a great performance last night. She did. She did have a great performance but she's not going to do anything argue otherwise. Like she's she's not going to do anything. She's had her time where she could have been the legitimate champion. And obviously, you know, Raquel went over in that feud. I don't think anyone had any issues with it, but what has she done since then? Not a lot.
2: Well well, she might get rid of Raquel in a couple of weeks and Raquel might go smackdown, so
1: And that that's my choice, Raquel. I think um after mm. the Dakota Kai stuff. She really suffered as champion. Her 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 reign just never really even got started, and then two point oh yeah. happened. She lost the title. Um, yeah, maybe she's
2: destined for main roster sooner rather than later. I don't know about you, Mex, but would you have had a transitional champion drop it to Mandy? Because I feel like losing whoever lost to Mandy was always going to to suffer purely mm. for the fact that she's she's not a quote unquote. Um, She's not a quote unquote great wrestler, as it were. Yeah. I think, had she had dropped it to a Kaylee Ray or someone like that, that wouldn't have been this big issue. Yeah, I think I losing think
0: it admit to a Kaylee Ray, though, because I feel like Kaylee Ray needs to be sort of protected and then pushed at some point. Like, she's going to be a big star oh, yeah, yeah. two 2 at some point. Yeah. Maybe Dakota Kai is a transitional champion. Maybe some, you know, sketchy would stuff. Would have been there. a good choice. Yeah, yeah,
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah.
0: that's what been a I was going to say. Obviously, they protected Raquel in
1: her loss to Mandy anyway with the, um, what was it, a shovel? The, the Golden shovel, shovel the... yes, was it? <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, it, it's it's all happened a bit too fast on Raquel's whole championship reign. Um, what would you guys like to see change? If there's any one thing you could change about NXT 2.0, what would it be?
2: Um, I would probably say I would like to see um people giving or people being given a bit more free reign. I think you've got a lot of people with really strong defined characters, which we haven't had um recently, especially some of the the bigger guys. Mm. Um I would like to see Bronn being given a bit more freedom to just be himself a bit more um and if he wants to follow rick and scott that's great because rick and scott rule um and it's the same as like tony d'angelo i'd love to see more of a focus on characters and then be a bit smarter i think tony d'angelo as a character is a one he makes me laugh every week coming out and just saying hey to the referee and bribing the referee that, to me, it does not get any better than that. Yeah. That, to me, is, is professional wrestling. This guy's a mobster, and he's, like last night in War Games, he pulls out a crowbar. Perfect! Yeah. You, know, you can see him breaking someone's legs and murdering them and throwing them in the sea. That's great. More, just more stuff where characters are done smartly as opposed to being really generic. Um, you know, your Lars Sullivan's Sullivan's well, this guy's a big guy and he's he's out of control yeah. you know, that sort of stuff is, <laughs> yeah. is boring give us a bit more meat on the bones and those nice defined characters I think would be strong going forward I agree, Which, what do you think
0: Adam? See for me and it's uh, not, people aren't going to agree, I think they need to go back to a one hour show <laughs> rather than two hours I've said as soon as me and Dave were playing golf the same day they announced it was going to two hours I said, I, I hate this idea. Honestly, <laughs> we, were. <laughs> we were we were like, We were. What, have done this. Because for me, like I struggle sometimes to get enough time to watch the stuff we have on the podcast, let alone like any stuff I actually want to watch for mm-hmm. like, you know, for just my own entertainment. And a one hour NXT that they used to have was a snappy enough show that they could just you know, storyline, storyline, and they got to the point. The problem is with a two-hour show with all these new people all at once is they're trying to throw so many new faces in front of you so quickly by the time you've got to the end of the show you're probably thinking you Who was like, that. Yeah. like you want these characters to you know be important so you know they need to plan their shows better but i think by having a one-hour show it would it would just you know be a lot better.
1: That's a that's a great shout, to be honest. And to be honest, yeah, that, that was um, probably one of the key factors that got me into NXT in 2012, 2013 times. The fact it was a snappy show, everything was to the point. Um, just a few matches on the card, backstage segments with you know promos to push the stories forward. Um, yeah, th- they may actually benefit from that, like you're saying.
2: Um, what I on, will dude. say just before we move on is that clearly you don't remember too many of those shows because I've never seen a television show ever that feels longer in 45 minutes than some of the early NXT shows. God's oh say my it's god. So they feel so long.
0: When yeah. <laughs> I mean, you've got
2: a 20 minute main event that features Bo Dallas when he's green as goose shit, facing like, I don't know, not Adam Rose. Before he was Adam Rose, what's his name? Leo Kruger. Um, Kruger. Oh, yeah. me. Having like 15 minute Leo Kruger matches just takes it out of you. Yeah, no, that
1: that's a good point as well. There's pros and cons for both, I'm guessing, yeah. Um, last but not least, favourite stars of the 2.0 crop. So, I know we're going to probably hear the Brum and Tony D'Angelo. So. Tony D'Angelo rules. Over <laughs> <laughs> we'll yourself, Adam.
0: Do you know what, for me, and he was around a little bit beforehand, Malcolm Bivens is the most incredible human being. Like, it's just to He's watch like- him... Like do his stuff with like promos is just amazing. He's so entertaining and it's what we've you know we've all needed.
2: Mm. Diamond Mine is like my NWO. I love it. It's my favorite group, I think, ever. It's this place the shield. I abs I love everyone in it. Malcolm Bivins rules. Mm. The Creed Brothers rule. Ivy Nile rules. Hachiman is just That's awesome great. and he stands yeah. there and does nothing <laughs> roddy is the best and malcolm bivins is like it it's it's the ultimate group for me and this is the other thing I'd, what i would like to see is more factions because actually you can see these people coming up and even though the diamond mine is a group it doesn't make sense malcolm bivins is yeah. you know it doesn't, doesn't make sense yeah, yeah but it's bloody good tv it Every time they're on the TV, you think, oh, great. Oh, actually, I'm percent going to watch this because mm. Malcolm Bivens will do something funny. The Creed brothers as a new tag team are phenomenal. Ivy Nile is phenomenal. Like, I think, Adam, I'd probably say they're the only things, really, that I would that I text you and say, look at this move or look at, I get look a at this lot segment.
0: Of on a regular basis, and um, most of the time, it is Malcolm Bivens. It is. It's content. <laughs> like, which I have shoes with, it's great.
2: The tweet the other day i love diamond mine and i love lil kim and then lil kim responding and saying i love you is was like <laughs> i screamed i was like yes lil kim is watching nxt and it's it's one of those stupid things like, actually it makes no sense why is he quoting lil kim in 2021 yeah. who cares it's hilarious yeah, I have no, Mark, no problem Michael
1: with it is, is he's proper special He's proper, proper special He's um, awesome And, you know, we're talking about, you know, putting loads of people And getting used to knowing a lot of faces all at once Factions is a brilliant way to do it Utilising factions in the right way You know, having a front man But then having these other guys that we can at least Visually understand, okay, this mm. is their character Somewhat, and they can be maybe pushed at a later date They've done it with them Toxic attraction, like we mentioned before Imperium
2: have um, kept Walter special yeah by having imperium by having that music that look that um you know die matt sort of you know the matt is sacred thing going on it keeps walter special because when imperium can't get the job done walter turns up he comes out and yeah and and it's like oh shit (laughs) they they are they're gonna have it and that's the sort of thing as i say when you have a group it can protect people and i think that that's really important uh, that's what i'd love to see going forward is them um, make more groups and have people come and actually do something meaningful like you you look at all the th- the main things that come off early nxt are groups mm. the shield the shield made everyone in that group stronger the Wyatt, the Wyatt, the Wyatt. made everyone the whites made everyone in that group stronger um <clears throat> And even the Ascension, when the Ascension came up, yeah, they flopped. But, you know, when they came up, they were special. And that's the sort of thing. I think you can put people together in the right way. Um, like, for me, even if you give certain people managers, like, I'd love to see Tony D'Angelo maybe get Nunzio in for a month and just do something, have, like, Nunzio or just have him, like, have him lead the, the FBI. Yeah, That sort yeah. of thing, amazing. Just just do it. Heart back to those things, like... Who doesn't love Nunzio? Sports entertainment—that's
1: that's exactly what it is, and that's the direction they want to go in. Hence, why they've taken this move of NXT 2.0. So, mm. like you're rightly saying, you know, kind of go all in on it um, where you can for those characters. Um, but Adam, Dave, it's been fantastic speaking to you guys. Um, please let let the people know about your podcast
2: one more time, NXT Back to the Future podcast, and where they can find it. NXT Back to the Future podcast. You can find us where all good podcasts are. So you can find us on iTunes. You can find us on uh, Podbay, all these sorts of things. We've got a link tree on our Twitter. Our Twitter is at NXTBTTF. So just the initials of our podcast, Back to the Future. Um, you can find us on YouTube. We're on there. Just type in NXT Back to the Future podcast. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, all of these places uh you know that that is where we live so we're, we're very we're very active on twitter so make uh make sure you do drop us a tweet and actually after NXT TakeOver number one we're going back in time for a one-year anniversary special we're going all the way back to 1996 to do Bash at the Beach WCW so that'll be really good fun and uh Max you have to come on maybe for TakeOver 2 and uh no you'll have to come give us a visit and uh join the podcast but yeah we'll have to have you on
1: no problem you guys just let me know when i appreciate you guys coming through man so i appreciate it man thank you ever so much thank you so much to adam and dave from the nxt back to the future podcast great speaking to those two lads um really good conversation and really insightful for where we think nxt is going to end up um and you know the current direction that they've taken Even like they said, you heard them say it, guys. They're reviewing NXT shows on their podcast since 2012. And that was a completely different place to the NXT, you know, in its heydays of 2017, 18, 19. Um, It was still very much developmental there. And I remember watching that and thinking, who are these guys and girls? Where do they come from? So I even stopped watching NXT at that time to go and watch fcw because i wanted to really understand where these guys came from um and you literally saw the beginnings of you know the dean ambrose's john moxley um seth rollins roman reigns when he was still liaki um what's this other guy adam rose when he was um leo kruger literally is it's such an incredible journey some of these men and women have been on but yeah Definitely tune into NXT Back to the Future podcast to hear the breakdown of some of these guys' developments and, you know, what TV was like in NXT all those years ago up to present day. It's going to be a great journey. They're going to take the listeners through but yeah guys that is all for the podcast this week i'll just update you what's new on youtube break it down sting myself gg skillet cameron we sat down we spoke about the life and times of sting across wcw wwe aew tna so definitely go onto the channel wrestlemaniac uk and check that out it was a great conversation on all things sting but guys that is it maniac gang i'm sorry But it's that time. That's the show. Done for another week. Thanks for joining me. Again, please remember to subscribe to the channel or follow us on your podcast platform of choice. And if you're listening on Apple Music, make sure you leave us with a five star review and share the podcast too. On your Instagram, on your Twitter, on your YouTube, anywhere you can share it. WhatsApp anywhere share the podcast so we could grow this thing into the juggernaut it should be i'll be back same time next week guys appreciate you guys tuning in wrestlemaniac uk signing out and i'll see you soon